Hi, Zena. How are you today? <laughs> Hi, Zainab. I'm good. How are you? I'm good, too. It's six o'clock and it's Sunday. So, you know, we're doing good. It's very yeah, chill time. We, mm-hmm. we have the sun here still coming at me. There. So, yeah, <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> um, anyway, we're talking about perfectionism again today. Um, last, last time I recorded an episode giving you all the information on perfectionism. So today I'm gonna like kind of interview Zena about it because she is also a perfectionist, but I'm also gonna like talk about myself as well with the questions that I ask her just to not put her on the spot for the whole time. So yeah, you okay with that Zena? Yep, I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. Okay, so my first question. Do you think you're a perfectionist in all realms of life or is it only in one particular area? Um, so personally, I don't think I'm um, a perfectionist in all realms. I think it's mostly academic and like it it can be a little organizational. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it's, um, I don't really know. I was never, I think it is academic, but it's kind of. I feel like everything. you said it was more of the opposite. Like for me, like. I said mine's more academic and a little more like organizational as well. But like mm-hmm. you were saying that yours is less academic and more to do with like world worldly things. Yeah, that's true. It's definitely more like in organization and stuff. But I think even in academics, like I still have it. I just um I just deal with it in a different way than I would like anything else, which is by procrastination. Like, you know, I I said before that I don't do any of the work until I have to, until I'm, like, forced to do it because I have deadlines. And then at that point, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I didn't have enough time, so obviously it's not going to be perfect. So then I just, like, do the least, and I'm okay with that because I'm like, well, I didn't have enough time, so it's fine. Okay, um, the next one, based on the types of perfectionists, I mentioned um so I oh it was normal um, and neurotic normal, yeah then, normal and neurotic um I'd say considering myself on that scale I'd put myself more on neurotic because um it's not that like I'm never able to feel satisfaction in my work it's just like I'm not impulsive with my work I have like a method to it or like mm-hmm. um yeah I just I like to do certain things in a certain way so I can't like with a writer, for example. Do you mean normal yep. or neurotic? Neurotic. Okay. Like yeah, neurotic is like more like me- more methodological, yeah. less simple. Yeah, I think I'm more <laughs> like that. And then okay. between paralyzed and overdriven, I'd also categorize myself as more paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for like most people who consider themselves paralyzed as well, it's just like you have a comfort in knowing that if you stick to the same sort of things, you can do them to the level that you want them to. Yeah. Like, like you oversimplify it so much that it's like, you can't mess it up. 
Yeah. Or like you just know like if I do this then it's like I'm satisfied with it. So you're just like I'll stick to this. Mhm. I feel like I thought you were overdriven in like academics cuz you put in so much effort. <laughs> But maybe it's just like you try to implement your like methods that you already have to possibly yeah. like um I think overdriven is like of course like I do want to try new things like I don't want to like I I don't I wouldn't put myself on like an extreme end of the paralyzed scale but like between the two and like if it was on a scale I'd be leaning towards paralyzed like I do like to step out of my comfort zone it's not a bad thing but I have to like I do that after a long time like I have to get comfortable in the situation and like what the thing is and then I'll mm-hmm. be like okay I can try that Yeah, okay. And then oh, between the um perfectionism like self-oriented and uh other oriented, I think for me it's uh self-oriented and socially prescribed. And I think it was actually like socially prescribed that caused self-orientation. Oh, okay. I mean, I can't remember a distinct point in time. where i was like okay like this is like how i need to do tasks but like from like parents or school i feel like it just kind of made me feel like that yeah. and like that was the like root cause or like that's where it stemmed from mm-hmm. for me um out of the ones like self oriented other oriented these ones i feel like it's definitely self oriented i don't really care about like other how people how perfect other people are. Yeah, me yeah. either. Like I don't I don't look at that. Yeah, and like I didn't I don't feel like social pressure either. I kind of just don't. Maybe I did used to have that, but at least now I'm like I don't really care about whatever anyone else expects of me. It's I just do what what I need to do for myself. <laughs> and out of like the paralyzed or overdriven, yeah, definitely paralyzed. Don't really like to take that many risks. um and then normal or neurotic i mean this one's kind of weird cuz it's not really an updated scale cuz i mentioned like the normal side is supposed to be like healthy but healthy is not perfectionism so i don't know if you can like but i guess cuz it's a spectrum i don't know i'd be like somewhere in between not really that neurotic i don't know I guess leaning I mean, towards perfect uh, normal with like just drawing on I mean this is for perfectionists in like specifically but like also in like personality types there's like the um introvert extrovert and neurotic mm-hmm. and psychotic and yeah. like neurotic people are I feel like it can kind of be linked to this because it's like neurotic people are people who worry a lot or like they're yeah. just like like really nervous and I feel like mm-hmm. you can kind of link it to this cuz maybe it's like oh perfectionists are nervous if they aren't achieving or like aren't doing something to their standard. Yeah, I think when we did that like um what was it called? I think's like EPI or something like that, the personality inventory yeah. test. Um the normal one was like it was um whatever, I don't know, stable? Yeah, stable and neurotic, right? That's the spectrum for that. So for that I remember like it was pretty extremely stable for me. <laughs> I think I got like a score of like 2 out of 24 which is like 0 oh, is like wow. completely stable and then 24 is like completely neurotic right so it was like 
yeah and it was the same for introversion as well i got like two or three out of 24 so yeah wait for extra so you mean like two out of like 24 for extroversion so you're more introverted yeah 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 that's what i meant i think for um neurotic stable i'd be like the opposite though <laughs> like i'm i'd say i'm pretty neurotic but mm-hmm. like not maybe not extreme but definitely like not stable <laughs> like i'd yeah. say i'm more neurotic. <laughs> yeah i can see that uh okay let's move on Okay, has your perfectionism been there, like, forever? Or do you think there was a certain point where it kind of developed? Um, so, like I was saying before, I can't recall a specific distinct point in my life where, like, I started caring about the standard of my work or um, just, like, the standard of how I do things. But um, I think it was socially prescribed. So, like, from school or, like, possibly parents as well like I think it was a mix maybe mm-hmm. and then that kind of made me more self-orientated mm-hmm. but also wait like oh sorry um, also, like, I feel like for just like this is kind of strange to talk about but like for me the reason it's like I can kind of identify that it's socially prescribed is because like you know like the smart friend or like the one that people just you know like they designate they give you that label Mm -hmm. and then they expect you to kind of like always be be at that yeah and it's like i i feel like it's kind of it has kind of like reduced in um like the last two years like year 12 and 13 but like when i was up like my old school (laughs) yeah (laughs) don't name drop (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I almost said it. <laughs> when I was at my old school, like I feel like it used to be really prevalent, and I just feel like, like it was such a like, not uh, annoying, but like sucky feeling. <laughs> like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't an, a nice thing to be like exposed to, and it was, mm-hmm. uh, like it was mm-hmm. really often as well. So I just hated it. But yeah, yeah like I think um, that like definitely like the so like that sort of thing makes you feel more perfect like Mm -hmm. makes you more of a perfectionist as well it was actually like the opposite for me because my friends also used to tell me like a lot of the times like oh but you're smart so it's fine if you didn't study or it's fine if you didn't do any work (laughs) which was a lot of the time um but for me it was like no I'm not smart so like I felt like I needed to prove to them that I'm not smart <laughs> like I'm not oh. at the level that they think I am and yeah, I like that's the thing I was ever, I was always like it's not like oh like I don't have a natural talent for anything like yeah. I, I'm like whatever like I need to work hard exactly. or like I just need to work for whatever I'm getting like I don't like I don't have a natural talent in my opinion um, but going back to the question, uh, for me, I feel like I mentioned this last time as well, like it kind of uh, started affecting me a lot in the beginning of year 13 because um, year 12 was just a really bad year in terms of like school and everything in general. So I guess I was just kind of fed up. And then when year 13 started, I had like zero motivation. So I would like, my like I used to procrastinate before but now it's just like a different level you know like there's just absolutely no work in anything until like I don't know I I want to say I started getting better like towards like um 
February maybe, but that lasted like a month and then we had quarantine yes, and lockdown yeah. and like, you know, and then after that was kind of the same, like I didn't really do anything at home. Was, but um, yeah, but I feel like even before, like I still had the perfectionism, but it was just a different reaction before, like, I don't know. I just deal, dealt with it differently. Mm. But like also they they kept us in for like longer so we all felt like work was pointless so like i can yeah. kind of see like why you'd procrastinate because you're like oh this work is useless yeah exactly <laughs> there is no like, like you can't work without the motivation and there is no motivation when you know this stuff is useless yeah like facts <laughs> like um for me i think in year 12 and 13 i used to procrastinate a lot like I remember when I came to like secondary so like year seven like I remember just procrastinating a lot and I was like and I would try and better it like I I would try but like I would just do it a lot and I think I've improved I've like come a long way since then like I think I'm much better now but that doesn't mean I don't do it like sometimes you just put things off like you don't feel like doing them like you really yeah. do need motivation to do work mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like the complete opposite for me. I'm like growing in the wrong direction because <laughs> I used to be a really hard worker and like from year seven to 11, I guess. Anyway, this is the next question. More of a general one. We've pretty much talked about it a lot, but how does it affect you in your daily life? I mean, to put it like shortly and like generally, it just means I take longer to do things. Like if it's um, school-based, of course, because like that's where I think um, the majority of my like perfectionism is focused on, like yeah. my academics. That just means like I take longer to do a task, which and it like it could be completely pointless as well. Like for a write-up, for example, um, we have criteria that we are assessed on, but it's like some for some of the write-ups, teachers were fine with just accepting a write-up with the assessed criteria only. Mm-hmm. So like it could ju- it could have just been like the method results and like a bibliography, but I would do a full write up like intro equipment method like everything. Yeah. So, and I don't know. I think that could, like for me, I think it was like to keep it constant or to like I said before, like follow the method that I've always like I did for all my write ups. Um. But yeah, it just meant that I took like ages. Mhm. Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> when I decide to actually work that is (laughs) but yeah otherwise it's just a lot of procrastination and um it's like even when you're procrastinating it's not like I'm still suffering because it's like I don't want to be (laughs) procrastinating it's like I just can't build up the energy to actually get up and do work so I just like sit there all sad like it's at the back of your head like oh I still need to do this task but I don't want to do it and like so you're just you're procrastinating but it's like stress (laughs) procrastinating yeah (laughs) basically do you think there's any benefit to it um so I mean like for me I talk about benefits or like just and disadvantages like based on how it affects me internally and externally because externally it's a good thing I guess like I I really like the write-ups that I've produced and like my teachers have appreciated how I've done them. And that's like, it is a nice thing to hear, obviously. But 
the way I do things, I feel like definitely takes a toll on me mentally because I'm just like, I need to do it this way or like, it needs to be like this. So yeah, um, like the, ben- the benefit would be like external, but internally it's not that great. And like, mm-hmm. that's kind of important because your mental health should be like prioritized. Yeah. And I mean, even externally, if we see benefits, it's because our society is built on this like, you know, preconceived notion that like perfection is everything and everything should be perfect so you know but a lot of the times it is it comes down to being unnecessary work for us which isn't like yeah you yeah people think it's like a good thing but really mentally it's terrible so Mm. yeah um last question how do you deal with it what are your strategies um so like it's not obviously it's not something you can just like uh like I don't know eradicate like really quickly Mm -hmm. like just remove I'm still learning how to deal with it I think like I'm not it's not something that honestly I don't think it's something that will like ever fully be gone like I think I'd still have tendencies but um one thing I try to do is um like if I have something to complete I try not to set like time limits for it or like Um, because I just think that when I have a time limit like I have I set myself like oh I have an hour and a half to do this task I'm just super conscious of the time and if I can't keep like a pace that like would allow me to finish within that time that just like makes me like demotivated to do it yeah I do however much and then like I'd have to do it again tomorrow and I just feel like oh so what I try to do instead is just give myself like a reasonable amount of time like considering things like the due date or um how long the task is because I can break up the task instead and do it in parts um and then the other thing I do for procrastination I feel like it's useful for me I like making lists a lot um like when I I'll just be like sitting for example and I'll remember like a ton of things I have to do all of a sudden I'm like okay I need to get these down otherwise I will be just like thinking about like all of them and what if I forget one so I just write it like I write down all the things I have to do and then what I like doing is just trying to complete one that's easy out of the list and that kind of like you know crossing it off gives you that feeling of like okay I've done one thing yeah. I can do them all <laughs> so like it just kind of gets like the ball rolling so that's what I like to do mm-hmm. yeah it's the same for me I like to plan things out um but yeah no time limits I used to set time limits and it was stressful as you said so I started just like putting things down for like what to do in the day. So like just like by the end of the day I should finish these three things or something like that. Yeah. But like, like you don't always... give yourself a set time limit for each thing. You're just trying yeah. to get it done. Mhm. But like always be conscious as well of like how much you can realistically do in a day. Um I usually like now I set smaller goals, like smaller achievable goals and not try to be ambitious because I used to do that a lot like yeah I can probably finish all of this in one day but um I try to keep it like on the lower end now yeah if you're like if you're too ambitious and then you don't need it you're just like put off and then you're like yeah well like now I can't do anything (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so it's better to start smaller I think and then Mm -hmm. like if you have time maybe do one more thing like there's no harm in doing that if you're feeling up for it and then for like um 
non-academic things i mentioned this in my like episode before as well like um now i'm trying to do things spontaneously just like if i want to like without really giving myself the time to think about it i just like go and do something um like reading a book that's what i mentioned last time like i just started a new book out of the blue um and then that's like fine for when you're doing it but then you know it takes when you're done with it yeah after that it's like "Mm, do i really want to do that again it's like you can't keep up that momentum so for that as well i suggest writing things down because not like um not like tasks or goals or anything but just like um write about what you did and how that made you feel at the time that you were doing it so like when i um i have like a reflections journal now that i started this year like um just what i did in the day and like what thing i was happy about what thing i wasn't happy about so then in the future like I recognize that this thing helped and this thing didn't. So I would be like, you know, trying to do that more often. Or like something made you happier than something else. So you'd do the thing that you like more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all the questions I have now. I know you want to talk about OCD. So. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it was actually more of like, um, like, the term OCD is just thrown around really lightly. Like people will just be like, Oh, I have OCD because you like to have your pens in a straight line. Like it's mm-hmm. not, that's, um, it's a very like, I'm, I think it's a delicate topic for me to talk about because I'm in no way qualified to talk about it. Yeah. All I know is like, I, I'm a psych student. So like I have learned about OCD in terms of it's like <clears throat> causes and symptoms but thing is like people just throw around the term perfectionism and OCD like together very frequently and it's like OCD can be characterized as an extreme form of perfection but it's like when and and, like perfectionism is also like a personality trait and but the thing is like I'm trying to like phrase this it becomes OCD when it causes like a literal disorder in one's life like it affects you and your lifestyle because in OCD you have obsessions and your compulsions and like if you don't do the compulsions then you're you have like anxiety over them like Mm -hmm. I've um, watched a video of someone who just like I don't know if he gave a specific reason but he needed to do things in threes Otherwise, he just felt anxious. Like, he'd have to shower three times, but, like, get out of the shower, go back in, close the door three times, put sugar in his tea three times using three different spoons. Like, it's, like, it's taken to an extreme, and it causes distress. So, like, mm-hmm. when people are just like, oh, I have OCD, like, you you, you don't unless you're diagnosed, I guess. Like, you yeah. can't just say that you do because you're just... It's not, like, you're a just... tendency you can have, like, perfectionism. It's, like, a problem. yeah. Like, perfectionism is, like, a personality trait, and, like, extreme perfectionism could kind of lead to OCD if it starts causing a disorder in your life, I'm mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Like, I don't want to be too, like, specific in, like, what I say, but from what I've read and from what I've seen, I don't, like, I don't think it's a great idea for you, to, for people just to throw it around lightly, because it's yeah. it's a serious thing. It causes anxiety. It's, like, it literally affects people's lives to the point where it's like 
their jobs are affected they might need to like i don't know stay home a lot like they take a lot of time for things because they have to do them frequently nice okay thank you for clarifying that for everyone i'm pretty sure no one um would have known this before so i was about to say i have one more thing to add yeah sure um just just quickly back to the ocd and perfectionism thing um i just had something from like uh, a psychiatrist um and he said from a high level the best way to think about ocd versus perfectionism is to think about who is this behavior serving and who is it bothering because people with um obsessive compulsive disorder ocd know that their behavior is problematic but they can't stop it like mm-hmm. they know that they're doing things like to an unhealthy degree but they just need to do it um whereas people with perfectionism don't care it makes their lives orderly so like it's just something like for people it might be easier for them to think about it in this way to kind of have the differentiation yeah like maybe okay. explains it in a better way but yeah mm-hmm. okay last thing i want to talk about is perfectionism in philosophy and religion i should have added this before but i didn't really i found this information after i uploaded that episode like very recently so just want to add it in so the definition of perfectionism in philosophy is the belief that you can attain spiritual perfection so um i read through this before when i was doing the episode before but it wasn't really a lot to go on so i decided not to talk about it but um afterwards i came across this verse in the quran um if you want to look it up it's 1328 and it's it's just like one portion of it is ala bi dhikrillahi tatma'inna al-qulub which means um by allah's remembrance only are the hearts set at rest when i was reading the explanation of this there was this one paragraph okay i'm just going to read it out cuz i feel like it puts it really well so man is searching for extremes and he wants absolute perfection however as everything except allah god is finite and is accidental in itself it cannot ever leave one's heart in rest just up to there um basically what it's saying is confirming that perfectionism in this world in this life is kind of useless because you're never going to be at peace with yourself if you try to look for perfection in um you know these worldly things so and then it also says like the only solution to give your heart peace is to remember god and you know try to aim for that spiritual perfection instead of this world's perfection so yeah i just thought that was really nice like confirmation for me after i did that episode it's nice to be recognized as a problem <laughs> that's it thank you zena for coming on and talking about your experiences with perfectionism um i hope you had fun and i hope everyone listening also enjoyed this conversation i mean thank you for having me <laughs> i really liked yeah. it actually it was nice. nice it's nice to have a discussion and like see the difference in opinion or just like experiences <clears throat> over yeah. the same topic so mm-hmm. i think it was really nice yeah i'm going to try and do this more often with my coming episodes because 
it's just different when you have um, people talking about experiences instead of just like straight up information that I'm like aggressively throwing at you all the time. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, thank you, and um, this is the end of today's episode. Bye. Say bye, Zaino. Bye. <laughs> Waving. <laughs> Why are you waving? I forgot. Okay. I was like saying bye to you as well. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>